Welcome to The Last Bell, MVL's weekly variety podcast. I'm your host, Jonah Cromer. And I'm your co-host, Andy Muskie. And this week, we are joined by senior Emma Niebuhr. Emma, how are you doing? I'm doing really well today. How are you? I am also doing well. And shout out to Anna Cromer, who claims that I never s- respond to, oh, and how are you, from our guests. True. You Heinz had an awkward how are you, you just let it go. Peter had a how are you, you just let it go. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> this podcast is as much me trying to figure out how to be a person in social situ- situations as it is me informing everybody, at least from my point of view. But... What we do know is that it's time for last week, this week, today, which is really just empty. We don't have anything. Nothing's going on. Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. We played that in band today. You what? You're playing Bohemian Rhapsody in band? Yes. Yes, we did. This is the only reason I'd want to join band. It's for that. Yep. That specifically. Oh. Well... Since we don't have a long lead-up section, we'll jump right into the main interview. We're here with Emma Niebuhr because she is the score recorder for our math team. We want to educate the public on what in the world is math team and why are we talking about it. So we'll start off with some simple questions. Um, What's the best math memory that you have? The best math memory that I have is probably from my sophomore year, Rachel Rushmeyer just didn't want to do math, so she goes, Mr. Nails, please tell us about your family. So we learned all about his brothers and then his kids, and we looked at pictures. It was super fun. Did you ever get him going on, like, celebrities he's seen and, like, kids that he's taught that have been in movies and stuff from when he was in California? Not yet. He's talked to us about California, but not about specific acting kids. We've got him him going a couple times in parenting about that. I forgot who it was, but there was one kid who was gone a lot of times because he was a voice actor for, uh, like, animated movies and stuff. Or, like, he said he's seen Rain Wilson, um, Dwight from The Office, just playing tennis in a park one time in Los Angeles. I think that we could do that before meet because we got like an hour and a half before we have to show up. So we could just sit Mr. Nails down and quiz him yeah. on his life in L.A. Get him going on anything. Another time we talked about the irony mark, the sarcasm mark. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, yeah. What did we figure out was the best one? Well, it's if you Google it, it's like a backwards question mark. That's like there's an actual punctuation mark for it. But it can only be used ironically. I think so. That's interesting. I mean, Spanish has the upside down question mark. There's the interrobang, which is a question mark, but it's also got an exclamation point on it. And it's used when it's like, what are you doing? And then you put an interrobang after that. So how come we don't learn about that in school? It's because a lot of these punctuation marks are either very theoretical, like, oh, it would be really cool if we had this in the English language and it never really caught on, or it was on old typewriters or people hand wrote them, and then once we got to computers, they were like, I don't want to have to put that in. They just didn't. Well, back to math team, because this isn't English team after all. Um, In your own words, describe math team for anyone who might not know about it. 
So what we're actually supposed to do is show up at practice, and there's four different tests, A, B, C, and D, each with a different level of math, starting with pre-algebra, algebra, and going up to some trigonometry and calc later on in the year. And generally, you have the choice of which test you want to take, unless Mr. Nails tosses you on the team and says you're doing the hard ones because nobody else wants to. Do you um, speak from experience? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have to do geometry this year, and I learned that in, you know, freshman year. So it's not the best test, probably, but nobody else wants to do it, so then I'm willing to do it. Um, and then you have 12 minutes to answer four questions, and you can get a total of seven points, and based on that is how well you do, I guess. Yeah, I've I've looked at B a little bit recently. I'm also on math team. I haven't taken geometry since ninth or eighth grade. It's been like five years. So a lot of this stuff is rusty, but I'm trying to keep caught up just in case I need it at some point. There's so many triangles, but the theorems on how to solve the triangles are the most obscure things that we don't learn about in school, and then you have to apply it. And it takes a little practice. They have funky names like Siva's Theorem and Stewart's Theorem yep. and Heron's Theorem or Hero's Formula. And it sounds like there's just a whole bunch of like, oh, this is Johnsonville and that's Jamesville. And they, we named them after Johnson and James. And yep. Yeah. But geometry's still fun. Oh, yeah. I would never in my life ever say that geometry is fun. For, for any of you guys who don't know, I'm two years behind Jonah in math. It's like Jonah said, oh, I took geometry eighth grade. Emma said, oh, I took it freshman year. I took it sophomore year. And um, I, I mean, I like Mr. Shane here, but I, I, I can't do it. I can't do geometry. The proofs gave me a, a couple not intended fits. <laughs> um. Yeah, Andy, Andy and math, they, they don't mix. Um, they don't go together? No, no, it's like peas and whipped cream. It doesn't work. Don't say you think that <laughs> sounds good. I know, I know you're going to say that, and I don't want to hear it. I can think of worse things. Oh, I did, what did I just tell you? Oh, man, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> What do you miss most about math team from other years? The snacks that Mr. Nails would bring us or the bus rides to the other schools. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, okay, we're going to ride for an hour and a half and then go sit in a library while we're not doing math. And then, oh, we're, we're doing math. And then we go sit in the library, the commons again. And the snacks was all these best. The best that uh, $10 could buy. Right? Oh, yeah. We'd always have to save, like, the... The Oreo cookies. Off-brand Oreos for Peter Spangler back in the day. Because <laughs> Peter Spangler was coming over from New, or New Orleans Public. And he would never get cookies because the cookies would be the first ones to go. So I'd save him a couple. Knowing, but, knowing a little bit of, of Peter Spangler, he would, he would go pretty crazy for some cookies, I feel like. He appreciated the thought, I think. <laughs> yeah, he felt... I think that helped him feel part of the team instead of just, oh, I'm the one New Orleans public guy on the MVL team. 
Was he here when his siblings were on it too or not? He, we had one year with a full collectible set of Spanglers. Yeah, because he yeah. was a senior when they were freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. That was good a good times. year. So do you think not having any snacks or food or uh, distractions makes you guys feel, or not, I guess feel, but also just work harder and do better? We're still allowed to bring our own snacks. Do you? Um, if I remember. There's fruit snacks in my locker, too. But, yeah, I guess we're kind of forced more now to pay attention to the math problems or teach Nicole how to <coughs> use the quadratic formula again. Is it working? She figured it out after I taught her. <laughs> Will she remember by the next practice? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, a lot of math team is just a Sisyphean battle, like, okay, I've got to remember this thing, and then you go to practice the next week. Oh, I... I <laughs> Learned that last week. I don't know it now. And then you learn it again, and then you've forgotten it again by the meat. Yep. All the weird formulas. Well, um, everyone on math team, you would say, has, has some sort of goal or achievement they want to accomplish. Yeah. So um, for you personally, what, what's your goal? I would like to get one point on the C <laughs> test uh, because that one is all the trigonometry, cosine, and sine formulas, and that's probably the hardest test, I think, for most of the year. Yeah. And I think I got one point the first meet, but if I could do that for, you know, next meet, that'd be great. Yeah, personally, I've always done well, so I'm looking to do better. And this year, I've got really tough competition, so I want to make it to state individually. But right now, I'm standing behind five new... Uh, Mankato West kids and Mankato East kid. And I'm not even the best Jonah in the division now because there's a Jonah Zhao from West. The Zhao twins. The Zhao twins. Darn it, Jonah Zhao. But last, if you're listening, shout out. Shout out to Jonah Zhao. I mean, last year I got second place, but... Was it behind Jonah Zhao? No, it was behind Noah Gersich, who is now leading the division again this year. Is it just the top one individual that goes to state? Yes. Okay. Top individual plus some wild cards, but nobody's going to get wild carded out of the Minnesota Valley division. It'll be all like Wazetta kids. Right. Like all the Twin Cities people. Yeah. My grandfather and my great-grandfather and my father and my mother have all been engineers, and we know math like the back of our hands. Why should other people join math team? <laughs> if they're looking for something to do, then I'd say try out math team. It's one day a week for practices, and a normal practice lasts an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's not super time-consuming. Also, you don't have to be good at math. Um, I'm not the greatest at math. Nicole is also not <laughs> we, the greatest we've at math. We've learned Luke is pretty good at math. I'm just thinking of the people that sit around me. Um, so maybe you're looking for something to do. Maybe you enjoy math like Jonah and want to compete in something. And overall, it's just a good team mentality. It's really relaxed. It's fun. You would think going into math team that there would be a lot of pressure like, oh, yeah, we've got to get the best at math. I've got to work all day, every day. 
I've got to be math 100% of the time, but it's as low stress as it could be. Yeah, and like I said before, Mr. Nails will take us on tangents, haha, um, of stories. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. <laughs> I know. Um, just, and it's not super hard. Well, the math is hard, but showing up to practice isn't that hard. Unless you're Marshall, then you forget sometimes. Yeah, we've had to call Marshall back a couple times. Hey, Marshall, we're having <laughs> practice today. He'll show up at four, or 3.30 and he'll miss the cookies. Yep. Marshall Moore or Marshall Marshall Liang? Moore. Okay. Marshall, the other one, showed up to math team and wanted to change his name because it was spelled the same, or not spelled the same, but the same name as Marshall Moore. So he's like, you guys can call me Marshmallow. <laughs> oh, because he had one L instead of two? Whatever the difference. Yeah. Was. Yep. That's right. Well, I think that we should probably move away from math team because this has honestly been... Me, a lot of me talking and Andy trying to keep up. Andy trying to stay awake. Andy trying to stay awake. We're recording after school now, which would make you think, oh, they're actually more awake and lively, but it is the exact no. opposite. <laughs> this is the most tired I have ever been for the last bell, and not even just because it's not something I'm involved in. It's just a high schooler needs a nap at 3.37, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, a Andy... I think that you should ask the next question. It's Oh, this is hits home a little bit as of recent. What's the coolest baby name? Actually, I should probably explain how that hits home so that people don't get concerned and worried in calling my parents. Um, so basically, I'm in parenting, like I said before, and I one of the requirements in parenting class is you have to spend a weekend with the robo-baby, and it is... Basically, real-life baby simulator. It will cry, and it will cry, and it will cry some more. And you just have to figure out what the cries are, and it, you have to tend to that baby as if it was your own child. But we got to name them. And, and so I named mine um, Elon, because Elon Muskie thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, what's the coolest baby name? May. May? Yep, short for mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Actually, it. though, I do like Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Was that the the chicken, the hunchback of... I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's either that or Harry Potter, and I don't think it was Harry Potter. No, that's like Beatrix. That was uh, pretty I've cool, never too. seen or read them. I can just imagine... It's Daniel Radcliffe, like, Esmeralda. <laughs> it's Esmeralda, not Esmeralda. I really like a lot of biblical names, like Habakkuk and mm -hmm. Obadiah. Methuselah, that was one I was Methuselah. thinking of. Zephaniah. Mm -hmm. I'm considering naming my firstborn son Simon Peter. <laughs> A, because my dad's name is Peter, and Simon, uh, later rechristened Peter, was the son of Jonah. Yeah, is this is this hyphenated like like a John Luke or some or is it just Simon Peter Cromer? Three separate names, okay. first, middle, last. I've always kind of been interested in those two word names. But Emma I, Grace. <laughs> I don't, yeah, Jean Luc Muskie. No, I won't be. I mean, I am French, but I won't be able to do a Jean Luc. I like the name Neil. Yeah, that's a good name. I, I, if I had a if I have a boy, I would want to name it Neil. Middle name? Tracy. Okay. 
you need, like your fourth child is like, ah, middle name Scott. I'm running out of me. <laughs> <laughs> running out of ideas here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My family always does a unique first name and then middle name is someone in the family. Right. At least that's what my parents have done. That doesn't like go on for generations. But yeah. So I don't know. I'd have a harder time thinking of a first name than a than a middle usually. New have one of your kids' middle name Drew. No, I'm not. My mom <laughs> named me Andrew way back when I was born. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but she's always told me, I'm fine if you stay as Andrew for the rest of your life. I'm fine if you go with Andy for the rest of your life. But if you go by Drew, just don't tell me. For some reason, my mom just doesn't want me to have the name Drew. You don't look like a Drew. I, I can stand Andrew. That's fine. I don't look like a Drew. I mean, I'm no. not planning on going to Drew, but like, yeah, no. I, mom, don't worry. I don't plan on becoming a Drew. Yeah, how about we move on to our next question? Um, if you could watch a Steven Spielberg movie about anything, what would the subject of it be? I know there's a lot of his movies that I haven't watched that I want to watch. So does that count if it's one of those subjects or do I have to make up a subject? Would there be a subject that you'd really like to see a movie that's well done? Like make a movie out of that subject? Yeah, I want to see how the coronavirus works in a movie. If they personified the virus and saw the virus took the trip from China, right? Yeah. And how it travels, I suppose. That's the only thing I can like think of Like a Steven right Spielberg animated special. Yeah. Magic school bus type. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go learn about the coronavirus today. They, they just remake that magic school bus episode where they go into Ralphie, but Ralphie actually has COVID. We were talking about the magic school bus at lunch the other day. Apparently, they're starting a new format of it with, what's the, Miss Frizzle? Yeah. Right? Yeah. With her cousin or somebody teaching so she's also named miss frizzle but Wait, is this like a reboot of the reboot or is it a spinoff of the reboot there's what i don't know there's just more i'm uh, just waiting for like magic tour bus where it's just going past the grand canyon saying obvious things that would be great everyone just don't look down and here a person died here and oh and then off the edge of that cliff too yeah, oh was that was that mr capsule talking no, that about that was Pastor Bauer. Yeah. Pastor yep. ba- oh, yeah, it was Pastor Bauer in church one day. In, ser- in his sermon, he was like, yep, this is what <laughs> people got familiar with the signs. They were like, ah, I can go by the edge of the Grand Canyon, and then they fell off. I can take a selfie here, and they fell off. <laughs> the rules don't apply to me. I've lived by the Grand Canyon all the time for all of my life. They fell off. They fell <laughs> off. They died. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't live around the Grand Canyon for years. You'll probably die. I read a book once where... Just once? Yeah, I, I'm not a big reader, but for those desperate AR points back at PLS, I, re- I read this book where mm. um, these kids were way too smart, and there's no way this actually would have happened, where they like had this computer program and they inputted their handwriting. They would put their homework worksheet in, and it would print out in their handwriting and they, with the correct answers. So they never had to do their homework and they always got like 100%. And then like the police were getting at them because like that's, they're like, that's illegal. And they're like, fine, we live right next to the Grand Canyon. Let's throw it off the Grand Canyon. The and, computer? Yeah. Okay. And so that's what they did. 
And to end the first book, apparently they like hit someone. And then that's how you open the second book is them just like going to trial for them, like killing someone with a falling computer. <laughs> I think I read that first book. Yeah. I didn't. You did. Oh, it was a good read. <laughs> I don't remember that much about it, but everything that Andy said sounds right. Maybe I'll have to go back and do a book. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if someone died, but I know they at least had to like talk to a bunch of people about like why they threw it off the Grand Canyon and the legality of that. <laughs> well, on, on the topic of movies, uh, if a movie were made about your life, who would play you? I don't know any actors or actresses. The one I can think of because we share a name is Emma Watson. That'd but make I, Luke Rogatsky very happy. <laughs> it'd make probably a couple of people very happy. But then she's probably really expensive. So if I'm funding my own movie, then I wouldn't have her because that'd be super expensive. I'd have to find like her stunt double or something. <laughs> I could see like Anne Hathaway for you. Okay. I think I'm young enough to play myself if I were to do my own movie. That's not in the... Nope. Someone <laughs> else. But like... This question would be entirely different, you know, 30 years down the road. I'm 48. I don't look like I do now. Right. At this point, it we would have to find, like, a child actor to play young Jonah. Medium Jonah. <laughs> Large Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> the three stages of child development. Young, medium, and large. See, I haven't taken parenting. <laughs> That we we didn't cover large children. <laughs> Is that coming up yet, or are you just nah? No, <laughs> nah, that's that's not in it's not in the book as far as I know. Okay. Um, I feel like for me, if I had that happen, um, neither of you guys have seen The Office, have you? No. no. Okay. I feel like I would want Ed Helms. Uh, he plays Andy in The Office. So number one, he already has Andy experience. And number two, he uh, Ed Helms is a comedian, and I like funny stuff. And number three, he kind of looks like me. Like, he has black hair. Does he <laughs> look like you, or do you look like him? Oh, this is the chicken and the egg argument. Look, I, I need to look up what he looks like right now, because I'm, I'm imagining him in, like, 2010. So I'm guessing you didn't look like him back then. Well, I don't know. I s <laughs> he was in the Lorax? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Who was he in the Lorax? I don't remember. Basically, here, you you guys can't the, see. He was the Onceler. That's right. That's what he was. I think in a couple of years you could look like him. Well, I know. I'm, t I'm saying like adult Andy. I just X'd out my tab. Way to go. I think that we could get Ed Helms to grow out his hair and play current Andy. Current Andy. <laughs> yeah. Large Andy. If we don't have the budget to get like current Andy, like real Andy, <laughs> just get then Ed he'll Helms. Just, he'll just have to shrink a little bit. Yeah. Surprise guest for next week, Ed Helms <laughs> with Jonah. Do you think they'd notice? Ed Helms, if you're listening, uh, please come and replace me. That would be a dream come true. Um, now you actually have to go ask him, too. Now, now I have to go ask him. Mm -hmm. See, it's like asking celebrities to prom, you know? It's like you don't, like, you just do it for jokes, and then, 
Like, I know where this random celebrity is like, yeah, I'll go with you. It's like, what? It's like but a I found a, a different date. <laughs> My mom said that she would let me ask a celebrity to prom, but then I got a girlfriend, so I can't anymore. Oh, the tragedies. I mean, you no still could. But. But then I'd have to vibe check the celebrity through MVL, too. Like, I'd have to make sure they haven't done any edgy things. Well, that narrows your options a little bit, I think. Yeah. I feel like I could do, like, Taylor Swift or something. Convince, like, Emma Grace to, or somebody to invite Ed Helms. That, yeah, I was saying Ed Helms. That we can meet Ed Helms. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know how happy that would make Eve, though. <laughs> like, it's, you know, you've got the picture, and it's Eve, and it's Andy, and it's Ed Helms. <laughs> <laughs> got one on each side of me. <laughs> One in each arm. Oh, but that'd be like cheating on Hugh Jackman, though. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Hugh Jackman on the end. <laughs> Photo credits to Hugh Jackman. Uh, I, I, I don't like where this conversation is going. <laughs> so how about we move on to the, to the next question we have. Jonah, how about you give her that one? Uh, which color combination is, in your opinion, too underrated? There's so many colors. Um, We've done it, guys. There are so many colors. <laughs> that's, we found that that's one it. out on last week when actually we found out that there were less colors than we thought. Yeah. Well, you can never create a color. You can only create a name for the color. Um, I think like a rusty red color and a turquoise blue. So like the red on that wall over there, are you talking? Nope, that's like a that's too orange red. red. Or the, ooh. There's, like a we are trying to find rusty red in yeah. this room. It's not as bright as that folder. Well, it's almost like uh, Luke's car red. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, what about like Jonah's seat? A little bit more red than that, but yeah. So the wall. <laughs> no, that's orange. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe you're colorblind. My, I mean, my dad's colorblind, so. Also, Eli Schiff is colorblind, another Ed Helms fan. But anyway, <laughs> just wanted to tie that back one more time. I personally like bright orange and like a dark forest green, and nobody else seems to like that. But Hunting? It's, it's just, it's, I think it would just be because with an orange that bright and a green that dark, the green would just look black at that point. You have to have, like, the green that's green enough to be green, but still dark enough to not be like, oh, we're going to kill your eyes with bright orange and neon green. Oh. I had a crayon called Forest Green in, like, second grade. It was a good green. It was, like, that dark green, but not super dark. I had a crayon called Granny Smith Apple. It wasn't a very good green. It was one of those colors where it was like light and or dark enough that you could tell that you were coloring, but light enough that you couldn't really tell that you were coloring. The yellow green. That's probably my like least the used Dew color. color. Yeah, but lighter than that. I don't know. It's, it's like yellow green, but there's also green yellow. And there are like eighty shades of blue, and then you get to the like the yellows and oranges, and there are like five. There's a lot of yellow colors. There's goldenrod and lemon. And yellow. <laughs> You'd have to get like the 256 pack. 
Yeah, with the sharpener on the back. <laughs> yeah. In my in my opinion, and maybe this isn't totally underrated, but I like I don't see it a whole lot in the world of sports or anything is um green and purple. I really like green and purple. What shades of green and purple? Uh like not like a deep forest green, but a solid green a, color. A solid dark yeah. green color. And not a deep violet, but just if you p- think of purple in your mind, the very first purple that you think of in your mind, we're all probably thinking of the same thing, except Jonah probably, because Jonah's weird. And This purple. You. Yeah, let's go with that purple. The purple on Emma's mic, if you're wondering by what if is you're watching. this purple. <laughs> if you're watching, it's that color. For viewers at home, we're pointing at it right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like... Maybe it's just because I had this phase where I just really liked the Hulk and he was green with purple shorts. So the Hulk colors. You could have just said that. See, but I, but the Hulk is brighter than the color I like. For green or purple or both? For green. Okay. But I don't know. The Hulk is just the coolest superhero, honestly. We'll move on to Wisdom of the Crowd, which is the segment of the show where we ask our guest a big question with a big answer, and they answer the question, oh shoot, that's repetitive, uh, and their <laughs> answer is compared against the average answer of the student body. Now we've got a very special question for Emma Neuber here today. Just for you. Just for you. And the student body. Did the student <laughs> body answer? They better have. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know right now if they did. Well, I guess we'll have to put our faith in the machine and, you know... <laughs> Get it all to work out. But your question is, how many Roman Catholic saints are there? According to the Wikipedia article, like the list of Roman Catholic saints. There's so many. And not that much. Um, And can you name them? No. Francis, isn't that one? That's the Pope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he a saint, though? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Are all Pope saints? I don't know. Maybe it's the only insanely things. Um, Francis of Assisi. Oh, Francis of Assisi. St. Francis of Assisi. See, it is St. Francis. Okay. You um, could say saint in almost any. Also, would he have taken his name from like an actual saint or not an Uh, actual? He was known in his ministry as Francesco, apparently. Interesting. Um, Let's go with. Is there a saint urban? Also, I don't know that off the top of my head. I I Googled it quick. There was a Saint Urban who was a bishop of Langres, France, beginning in 374. I think of Urban because that's a very Pope name, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Pope Urban, you know, back before there were actually urban areas. But I want to know the one, the name of the 12-year-old kid that just died and became a saint because he prayed like morning, noon, and night. To not die? I have no idea. Um, let's go with 1,296 saints. 1,296 saints. Well, our MVL student body had answers ranging from 38 to uh, (laughs) 1 with 118 zeros. Okay, so... I've removed this answer for posterity. (laughs) Um, Thank you. But... Can I know who said that quick? Maggie Spike. I expect way better from Maggie. Yes, so... 
removing that answer and averaging everything together to hopefully get a better picture of the uh, MVL student body, we've got 9,291 saints. So oh, I'm a little 8, low. 8,000 Pope. Well, that's compared. That's right, not the actual right. answer. So it, if it's lower, then you've got a pretty good shot. <laughs> well, in reality, according to Wikipedia, there are 574 Roman Catholic saints. Really? 574 Roman Catholic saints deserving of a Wikipedia entry. Uh, see, there's a lot of, yeah, like minor, minor saints. Yeah. Oh, yeah, minor saints. They only have done a little <laughs> bit of miracles and... Only a couple Hail Marys. You know. I'm sure they would have had to do more than a couple. Well, if they did miracles, I feel like that would... Like, it's, it has to be like a miracle after your death. That would their status a little bit. Yeah. It, it's like a miracle after your death, and then you, in order to get it done, you have to have, like, the Virgin Mary appear or something. Roman <laughs> Catholicism oh, is weird. Let's just go straight to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus... So congratulations, Emma, right? Yes. Yeah. Emma, Emma's this week's big winner. <laughs> big winner. Winner, winner. Chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. And actually, you're closer than every single one of our students because we... Even there was, 300? There was a big gap from 159 to 15,000. Just kidding. Oh, there man. wasn't a 300. So that means Emma joins a club of Peter Smith, Caleb Karlovsky... Isaiah Hines and Mia Johnson. Sounds like the smart people club. And Emma Brigger. And Emma Brigger. You're the second Emma to win. Oh man. Second Emma in a row really? to win. Really? Second Emma? She has to be the first Emma It's again. only because we had her on first. I see how it is. We had her on a week early. You can go fight her about that later. No. <laughs> we just share the same title now. I'm also interested in this cluster of numbers because we had guesses that were 155, 156 and 159. Were they all in the same grade? Um two of them I don't actually I didn't I hadn't turned on the email collection yet, so I don't know who did it, but the other one was A Musky 2021. Hmm. What did I put? 155. Really? Well, we've got a big winner, then I think we move on to our future segment where we talk about what's Probably not going to happen. <laughs> but might happen if you're optimistic. We're still optimistic here. Next week, this week, right now. Do you hear that? Yeah. So basically, that's an inclination that we got nothing going on next week. Maybe sports, depending on if the governor is going to let that happen. Who knows? I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on that, but maybe, just maybe. There's a math team meet on Monday. There is a math team meet on Monday. That's a thing that we forgot about. Yeah, math team meet on Monday. This is the math team episode. How could we be so careless? <laughs> Shout out math team for being Mathy. Mathy. I like Mathy. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Math team isn't a spectator sport, so you can't show up and be like, ooh, oh, and then <laughs> like, you know, the ball goes into the other court like, oh, we just have some, someone painting over with the camera and then someone watching on a stream commenting and everything. It's like, all right, they've moved on to question number two now, and they have to now figure out the trigonometric ratio of the square root of pi now. That would and, be oh, he writes this answer down. Oh, why did he go with that one? That's not it. Oh, but he's erasing it now. Oh, and now let's cut over to the other side, see what they're doing. Just like... <laughs> 
Well, the way that it, we're doing it now, it's all on computers. So we have to do all our work on a scratch piece of paper. So you like you, you get that, but it's a tablet, and then you've got to type it onto the computer. And everybody's doing up to three different tests at a time. So you know you can't just be like, okay, we're going to look at everybody doing A, and then it'll just be people doing A. But you could jump around and be like, Okay, we haven't seen this question before, but he appears to be writing down an answer. He's typing it in. Oh, he forgot to put the negative on top. <laughs> put the negative on the bottom instead. The plus side of being online, though, is that we can have the kids at home join us, too. Like, Donovan joined our team last week. Yeah. He wasn't on Two before? weeks. Well, no, he is, but he was in Chicago, as far as I understood. He was not He was not. MVL. At MVL, but he was still able to participate with the team through Google Meet. Yep, that one. Yeah. <laughs> he, we had a train noise. Like, we heard the train. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, it's a train. <laughs> As like if we never heard trains before. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, that's all we got for next week, this week. Well, this has been The Last Bell with Jonah Cromer, Andy Muskie, and Emma Niebuhr. You can find us on a variety of services, which I may one week not say, but this is not that week. <laughs> Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google and Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and the MVL blog. Special thanks to Mr. Lunston, our desktop publishing advisor. Have a good night for all, and to all, a good night.